Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Japan Holic Podcast. One my podcast, right about topics all about Japan anime games, discussed by a certified Japanaholic. I am Taylor, also known as that certified Japanaholic. And today I bring at least one very special episode, I guess you'll say, because I will not be talking much about anime today. Or, I don't know. There'll be some parts where I'll talk about anime, but if you can tell by the title of this podcast episode already, you know that this is probably a very unique subject that many people <laughs> think that I probably should be talking about this. Um, but today, today I'm going to be talking about Japanese television and comparing it to the television that we have here where I'm from, which is United States of America. I hate this place, though. Um, anyway. So, today I actually gathered um, a couple little notes and stuff like that. I took a little bit of notes and I've divided uh, my compares and contrast into five categories, which I'll go over in today's episode. <laughs> I'm trying to unfold my notes and stuff like that. They're on thin pieces of paper. Not very easy to unfold thin pieces of paper if you've tried this before. Awesome. <laughs> but like I said, I have a couple key bullet points, key little comparison contrasts and stuff like that. Now you may be asking yourself before I get into this uh, more depth. Uh, how do you get Japanese television in America? And how long have you been watching it? So I'll answer both really quickly. The first one, I'm not going to tell you how. It's very easy, but it's also not very, I don't want to say illegal, but it's not very, um, it's, it's very frowned upon, I'll say. I don't know. Um, there are ways that you can get Japanese television on smart TVs. Um, in fact, that's how I originally got into it with my Amazon Fire Stick. I was actually able to find something that allowed me to... Um, watch Japanese television on it. A little, a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of magic typing and stuff like that. And I was able to get it. Um, but I don't want to say you'll be able to get it that easily. If you're that interested in Japanese television, then probably you could obviously probably look up a couple different ways to get it. Um, they're all... There's one app that I used for a while. Um, and it's, it's, I want to say if you get into this kind of, if, if you're interested in this, just know that it is a, I don't want to say expensive, but if you're thinking about, if you're thinking about trying to go all out, you're looking at, I want to say a hundred dollars for six months, I believe. It's either $100 for six months or $100 for a year. It's one of the two, and I know it's a big gap, but it's one of the two. Um, but I, I've i watched a good chunk. I don't want to say I've watched like a lot. Like I just sit and, you know, nonstop watch Japanese television. I don't because of the fact that I do not understand that well of Japanese just quite yet. I'm getting my Japanese is getting up there as the year goes on and as time moves forward quicker than 
the speed of light, my Japanese understanding and reading and stuff like that will obviously get better. Um, cause you can't learn a language in, you know, a year if you're not going that hard into studying it. And I haven't really gone hard into studying it because since I'm still in America, I can't really use my Japanese outside of, um, outside of maybe a few conversations that I could probably have with a couple discord buddies, but that's all that's I could really do. Because if you're from America, all you really have is English and Espanol. That's all you got. Maybe some... Maybe some Chinese. But rarely, rarely you'll ever find Japanese. So it's hard for me to learn Japanese and be all like, Alright, I'm going to use this outside when I can't use it outside because it's all English. So, because of that, I am not really necessarily able to watch a whole lot of Japanese television and keep... Inter my, myself interested in it unless uh, I just want to be all like you know what I don't care what's going on you know what they're saying let me just watch it for the sake of watching it so there's that um, which kind of answered both questions uh, the total amount of time I've actually listened or excuse me watched Japanese television has been roughly a month not exactly a month uh, I had a couple on and off spurts with it but I bought a month package, and I watched it for a good chunk of it, um, as well as I think if you're brand new to some of the programs, you can get a few days for free. That's how I started. I got like my first three days for free, um, and then I had to buy a whole nother package or whatever, which was, was fine. That was fine. Um, if you try it for three days free, if you find the program, which there's like hundreds of different programs to do this, but if you find the one that I used and that somehow get you like a couple days free i don't think it was three i can't remember um i would recommend trying that because uh if you don't like how it runs or you don't like japanese television in those three days no need to you know force yourself to spend like 500 bucks on it or whatever um but yes i have watched japanese television and I guess another reason why I was also interested in it is because it was, at least for a small portion of time last year, um, it was a massive subject. Well, not really a massive subject, but just a subject that was commonly talked about um, everywhere, I guess you'll say. Because a few videos were made on it and stuff like that, and it just kind of got... People kind of interested in what Japanese television was like. And, you know, people are denouncing it and stuff like that. And, you know, people are saying, like, oh, it's bad. Some people say it's good. I'm here to tell you my opinion on it. Um, do I want... Okay, so I'll say this right now. Um, like I said just a couple seconds ago, all of this is just from my experience. If you can understand Japanese just a little bit more... Uh, that I can, you could probably have a better experience. Uh, probably way much more of a easier experience, I guess I'll say. Um, because like I said earlier, I <laughs> suck at Japanese and I also suck at English, but we won't talk about that. So the five categories that I've listed off in terms of like comparing and contrasting both Japanese and American television, uh, we'll start off with channel variety and then after that i'll talk about entertainment value and then programs that the television offer or the the, the tv the tvs offer you know what i mean uh rewatchability and you know um 
uh, was the experience worth it or whatever. Um, the other reason why I say, or the other reason why that last uh, category exists, is because as of recently, and as 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 by as of recently, I mean like just yesterday, uh, I no longer have cable in my house. We've, and by we I mean my my household, which is right now just me and my dad. Uh, we've gone all digital for the most part. And that's a lot, that's what everybody else, I don't want to say everybody else, at least 80% of America and pretty much <clears throat> a lot of other people are doing in Japan as well. They're going to all digital instead of television, stuff like that. So obviously, if you aren't looking to be like a massive television person, then you probably may not think that's worth spending like a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks for a package or whatever for Japanese television. Uh, so you know that's just something to look, you know, into. If you're like, okay, maybe I will watch a little bit of Japanese television. Who, you know, who, who, who knows what I'll what I'll find or what ends up happening and stuff like that. Um, yeah, because like I said, my household has just moved into all digital, so everything we're gonna watch is gonna come from. YouTube and all the other streaming services and stuff like that and we're just gonna probably just end up binge watching a bunch of YouTube videos and stuff like that what's a I actually I may end up start binging anime more because of that too um so yeah there's that I guess we'll start with the channel variety now what I mean by channel variety is um how many channels both uh, both televisions have, uh, at least in my experience, plus, you know, w what they consisted of? Um, I don't know the average amount of channels that a uh, typical Japanese uh, family has. I tried looking it up earlier, and I don't think I got necessarily a big answer. I think it may still be the same. I'll look it up right now just so I can double check. Um, give me a second. Japanese television channels average. Let's see. Um, I think. Uh, I really, I really can't find much stats about it. I think there's probably like um, about a hundred, hundred or so channels. I obviously could be wrong. Um, but yes. Let me continue on though. Um, for me, I had 98 channels, which I think was well, well worth, um, very well worth the, um, the money that I spent and stuff like that, which, like I said, is quite a lot. Um, but anyways, let me continue on. <clears throat> uh, at least in the, ca the cable thing that I had here in America, we had, like, over a whole slew of different channels. So you would think that I would say, like, you know, American television's better just because of that. You know, you have, like, for me, which we were paying 200 bucks a month for cable, which is absurd <laughs> and nowadays. Um, but one of the biggest issues that we had with American television, uh, I'll talk more about this in rewatchability and stuff like that, but the, the, the biggest issue with, at least for variety, is that their, 
was not much variety in terms of channels. You obviously had your sports channels and your weather channels or drama channels and all that sort of malarkey. But they were all going, and I'll say this as well in programs as well. They all necessarily had the same programs. They were all running the same format, the same style. It just wasn't worth, I want to say, 200 bucks a month for 300 channels and stuff like that of just the same old, same old, you know, that we could probably, you know, because we're probably only, we probably will use like, out of the 300, 400 channels that we had, we'll use like, five or six because the rest of them were the same five or six just a different company so that's one thing i didn't like about Amer- i don't like about american television is be- you know that you know um and for the japanese side with 98 channels sure i want to say because uh, i had 98 obviously ever somebody else could have the same uh the same experience and maybe another person could have a different experience. So I'm just going to go with what I had, at least for the time that I was watching Japanese television, which was 98 channels. Uh, I had a lot of news channels. I had a lot of the typical food channels and the comedy channels and stuff like that, the variety channels as well, where they would play like variety, sh- different kinds of shows through the different times and stuff like that uh, that was going on. So, I personally enjoyed, I think it was also because it was, like, the the fact that it was cheaper, and I was still probably watching the same stuff, but just, you know, now in the Japanese culture side of things. So, I would say, I think I enjoyed the the amount of channel variety that the Japanese television had. Um, And, you know, you can probably laugh and say, like, oh, variety, you mean all the food channels, stuff like that. Actually, there was a ton of different channels that were available for me to watch yes there was a ton of like food channels and obviously you could go like 10 minutes if you were channel scrolling you could go like 10 channels 15 channels without something about food coming up or something like that i guess that's typical uh here in america let me say let me say this about food real quick food channels i think we only had like one or two that were just based off food you know, and if there was like any sort of like specialty food shows or whatever, they would be rare. Um, I don't, I don't know if I, th- I don't know if this is a big thing now uh, in Japan, but here in America, paid programming shows are fucking everywhere. They are everywhere. Every time you go through like channels and stuff like that, I find one paid programming on a channel and then that same channel is followed by five more paid programmings and they're all a half hour long. So that channel is just getting nothing but commercials for five hours straight, which I find just completely, completely useless. Obviously, if you go on the, the uh, I think Japan obviously has like the QVC style channels where they'll showcase something and stuff like that. But God, I don't, I don't think I necessarily found any like paid programming shows or at least not as common as American television. So yeah, thanks American television. <laughs> um, so yeah, channel variety. I think this one goes, I like the Japanese more than the American television. Um, 
uh, for um for uh, for more for a number of reasons I've already listed off, but one more I want to also list off as well. Uh, staying on the subject of like the channel variety that I saw, at least for my ninety-eight channels, I didn't have a hundred. I don't know why it was not a hundred. I just had like a solid ninety-eight. Not I don't know why it was not a solid like hundred or whatever. I just I. I'm kind of an OCD person. I'm kind of like kind of nitpicky with that kind of stuff where it's like 98 could be a hundred. Just say it if, if they had the opportunity to do so. But anyways, let me, let me say this right now. Um, so yes, there was a lot of food channels, but there was also a lot of, like I said, variety. Um, I think I saw, Five, maybe six sports channels. At least that were mainly consistent of sports channels. Obviously, other channels could play sports and stuff like that as well. So that could also count as well. So maybe like over 10 to 15 different channels that would have sports on them and stuff like that. And let me tell you, as a racing fan, one day I was just randomly scrolling through the channels. And I randomly found a... A race at, I think it was Suzuka, no, not Suzuka, sorry, um, fuck, it was a, um, is that a road course somewhere in Japan? I don't think it was Suzuka, but it was somewhere, I forgot, um, but even though it was all in Japanese, I think that was the most entertaining race I've ever watched in my life. I can't name you, because it's been so long obviously, since I've watched it, but I can't name you the race, but it was super fun, I don't remember what they were driving either, I think it was just, like, typical, um, uh, Ferrari class cars, I know they weren't Ferraris, but you know what I mean, um, they were just racing those, they weren't racing the Mazdas, which kind of sucked, because I love, I love racing the Mazdas, so that, that would have been fun to watch, but I found it very entertaining, in a weird way to watch that. Um, as somebody who's not really much of a big road course racing fan. Because, you know, I, as a racing fan in general. I mean, it's starting up this weekend with NASCAR. But, like, eh. I don't know. Not I'm not as much as a racing fan as I used to. I could kind of care less about what goes on. But at the same time, if it's on, I'll turn it on and watch it. But, yeah. Um, they had... Um, a lot of variety and stuff like that in terms of channels. They also had, this is where we're talking about anime. <laughs> well, surprise, surprise, surprise. They had about like three to five channels in total with anime on them. They had ATX, which is probably the biggest anime channel in Japan, at least. Um, and the reason, um, the reason why I love ATX is because they broadcasted the uh, second season of EuroCamp when it was first coming out. Um, and I will, and I will say this: it was probably the greatest thing I have ever done in my life. I think I was. I remember the night, but I don't remember what led up to that. I know the uh, ATX had um, had uh, a list of shows that. When I looked at their website for their their um, um, programming and stuff like that, it was 
stacked. Still to this day, they were playing Chinibio, and they were playing the first season of the Origayu series just mere hours before the um, uh, the second season of EuroCamp. They also played a little special for Nanda and Biorti because of um, uh, season three coming out. I, I enjoyed that very well, even though I couldn't really understand pretty much anything that was going on. But I really enjoyed watching ATX for that time. It's also funny because they were also playing, I believe, the last half of the Senkyo no Terror uh, anime series. Which, uh, if anybody's watched that show, which if you don't know that show, it's Terror in Residence. Uh, a show that... Uh, shut up, phone. A show that has not aired since summer of 2014 or talked about sets then probably one of the biggest thriller shows that i kind of wanted to get into but at the same time i wasn't going to be like at the top of my watch list i got spoiled the last like the last half of the series i wasn't paying attention and then i looked to my because like i had it on my my second monitor which is to my right and i was playing i think i was playing call of duty the newest one i had to have been Oh yeah, now I remember. I was playing with a buddy. And we were just playing Call of Duty while I just had it playing in the background. I just looked to my right and then I just see the final episode go down. The final few minutes of the last episode go down. I'm just like... Fuck. <laughs> I just got spoiled everything. Because what ATX does is it doesn't have the subtitles in English. But they have subtitles in Japanese. So if you want to practice reading your Japanese, then you flip and go. They have a channel dedicated to anime watchers and they have subtitles in Japanese I thought that was pretty cool I thought that was pretty cool um but yes I watched the first episode of Eurocamp season 2 while it was broadcasting in Japan that is something I thought I wouldn't be able to say till next year when I actually am able to move um, or at least later this year. I don't know. Whenever I whenever I can move, which it, I can't do it right now because of dumb stuff and the pandemic. Um, but yes, I just... All in all, I will say this. I thought the channel variety, at least for what I experienced, was very much well worth the money that I spent. Um, Entertainment-wise... I feel like I can't, I really don't want to give this, you know, more towards the American television side because of the fact that I can understand it. But just keep in mind, I only want to talk about this and not be all like, uh, you know, I discuss like social streaming stuff like YouTube and Twitch and, you know, X videos or whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um... But I still kind of found it a little entertaining to watch Japanese television, albeit I could barely, I could maybe understand a word, at least one to three words in a conversation that was going on. I could probably understand that much of it. Um, because like I said earlier in the episode, I am not the greatest at listening to Japanese conversations just quite yet. That's a little tricky for me to do right now because learning a whole new language is not easy when you've spent 17 to 18 years close to that 
only faking in English, only hearing English, other than a few uh, Spanish conversations, but beside the point. And then you have to be all like, all right, well, now listen to everything in Japanese. Ooh, that's a little tricky, isn't it? Um, but I still found Jap. I still found fine, whatever Japanese. Um, television to be weirdly entertaining in some ways. Um, probably mostly for background as well, because like that's what a lot of people say they use it for background stuff and stuff like that. I think that's what I do. I do that a lot with live streams, so I guess it's kind of like the same thing. Uh, if a live stream becomes like super entertaining, I'll end up watching it. Actually, like watching it, but it it, it kind of goes the same way with television, you know. But for the most part, I probably have it as background, uh, background noise or something like that. Um, so yeah, I I guess I forgot to mention this as well. They do have a lot of like new stuff and stuff like that on on Japanese television, but. Because I can't understand Japanese, I don't watch the news as much. Although I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You could be the judge of that, I guess. Um, but I really, outside of the news and the, the, the crazy amounts of food and travel shows that were on there, I was very entertained with what I could be entertained with, I guess I'll say, for my level of, uh, Japanese. Um, probably not as much as I probably have with American television because I could probably slap on some AEW or, um, so, I don't know. Like I said, there wasn't really much I could watch because, you know, I, other than anime and YouTube, I'm not really much interested in television or movies or dramas or stuff like that. So, you know, I'm probably the last person to talk about television now that I think about it. Because I spend at least all of my time, 98% of my time watching something it's always on youtube or it's always on twitter or it's always on twitch or it's always on um what other services ah uh, crunch roll funimation you name it i've probably watched it on a streaming service not so much television other than netflix and hulu and that sort of stuff um so like a, yeah it but i still kind of found Japanese television interesting. So that's why I'm talking about this, talking about it tonight. Um, in terms of the programs that they were showing, I pretty much, pretty much said most of them already, um, for both Japanese and American television. American television though, has a lot more dramas, I'll say, or a lot, a lot more channels dedicated to drama. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I remember one of my first nights of watching Japanese television. I randomly stumbled upon a movie that was from like the 80s or 90s. And I only remember turning to it when it was a scene of uh um somebody like getting shot, thrown off a cliff and the the, the it wasn't even a stunt double. It was literally like uh <laughs> how do I explain this scene? 
I cannot, for the life of me, explain this scene. It's so weird, because when they, when they threw the body off the cliff, it wasn't a stunt double. It wasn't even like they tried to make it look like a person being actually thrown off the cliff or whatever. It just looked like, like a 2D balloon of the person. Just gets, not a 2D, but you, you get what I mean, like a balloon of a person getting thrown off the cliff, falling down and stuff like that. I think it was also like a betrayal scene as well. So it was like very weird for me because I'm just scrolling through the channels. I'm just going through food, food, little bit of travel, little bit of travel, food, food, English drama, Japanese drama, cliff scene. Like, what the fuck is this? And I'm just like, what the hell is this? Because, yes, I mean, for the for the drama shows that are on Japanese television, it's good like 50% of them are English dramas with Japanese subtitles. So, yeah. I think I saw like NCIS on there at some point on Japanese television. This is some weird shit. It's some weird ass shit. And I just go to that and I'm just like, what the, f what the hell is going on? Some of the some of the drama shows that like some of uh drama show clips that I've seen have got to be the creep like the creep like because <sighs> there was like another another one I saw and obviously I don't know the the movie or whatever because like I said I only saw like a small clip of it and I just turned to it and it's just violence but unexplainable violence to this day I don't know how to explain it other than it's just I saw violence but I don't know if I want to call it violence just weird CG conflicting with each other I don't know I don't know how to explain like half the shit you see on Japanese television and I'm not even talking about the commercials I feel like that's the biggest thing about Japanese television that I like is just the Japanese commercials that's all basically that's all um for some reason Japanese commercials are like 10 times more unexplainable than American television commercials and stuff like that like even the Super Bowl commercials are more explainable than the goddamn Japanese commercials that I've seen. Um, it's so weird. And like, as well as Japanese commercials are like 15 seconds. So they're like one after the other, one after the other. They're going like this. They're going ham. Whereas the American commercials, I think like an average one's like 40 fucking seconds. I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, come on, come on. Just, uh, just shut up. I don't care about... And they play the same five commercials on every goddamn channel. So it's so unbelievably repetitive and annoying. But at the same time, when I was watching ATX, they would play the same inter... What is it called? Intermission commercial set for every goddamn intermission. And those intermissions are 30 minutes long. So it's the same 30 ads. Like, it's the same 30 ads. If that's more than that, obviously, for 30 flippin' minutes. And it's always, you know, and since it's anime, it's always uh, promotional PV ads. 
that are 15 seconds long and stuff like that of just random shows that, you know, like even some shows that have, uh, that were, that are airing in like 2002, they would show them. I think they even showed one for like old Speed Racer from like back in the, the 70s or 80s, whatever that came out. I can't remember when it came out, but yeah, they showed that, uh, so many times. So I would hear the most 80s Japanese music. And I'm talking anime music as well. Blasting and stuff like that for 15 seconds. And then it would fade out. And then here comes a show of uh, Snafu. And then it would fade out. Then there's a show that's currently airing. You know, it was kind of weird. And especially since that was going on in every intermission. Which every intermission, like I said, is god so long. I uh, As somebody who's uh, used to American television. That's something I don't think I, I've got. I still have gotten used to yet. We're watching anime uh anime on japanese television just the very long intermission to the point where it's like you could go upstairs after your show's done watching take a shower take the longest bath of the entire world come back and you'll still have to watch the same 15 promotional ads still be playing you know because at, at some point they actually start repeating the promotional ads so it's like when it's this one gigantic intermission compilation of anime PVs, at some point, it restarts, and you have to watch it a second time if you're sitting and waiting for your show to come on next. Or like I was with Eurocamp, waiting for it after watching Sanafu, after watching Chinibio, um... There was a couple other shows as well that were that I used to watch and stuff like that uh, that would come on. But but before you get to watch those, you had to watch 10 minutes of the promotional ads that wouldn't stop repeating themselves. Almost like me and this podcast. I think that's like one of the biggest gripes that I had with Japanese television. Um... Other than I couldn't understand it, but I can't gripe at that as much. Um, that's just me just being nitpicky, I guess I I guess you'll say. Um So yeah, like yeah, obviously if you get Japanese television, you obviously will get your new channels like NHK, um and oh fuck, what was some of the other ones that I had? I can't remember. I, I know there was also one channel that they streamed their feed on YouTube. So, uh, I used to watch it a little bit, but then realizing that I can't understand a word that they're saying, all I can do is just assume that they're talking about something negative because American television is nothing but negative stuff in the news, I guess. I don't know. I know for the Japanese side of the television, though, they like to show a lot of positive stuff. They don't like that. I guess that's why you don't really find Japanese drama shows that often when you do their, the weirdest things on earth. Um, so yeah, it is kind of, it is kind of true when they say like Japanese television kind of depicts the culture in a way because of how, um, of how, um, positive in a way it is. Okay. Yes. They will cut deep. Sometimes some shows will do that. But, you know, you see a lot of food and you you see a lot of positive stuff for a reason, I guess you'll say. But it's kind of the complete opposite here in America. It's to the point where, you know, all we watch 
at least all we did watch in my household was the news and like it was just 24 7 negative stuff and politics that's probably like one of the biggest reasons why i want to say like if i ever had japanese television uh i'd rewatch it a whole lot more or i would watch it more than whole you know american television if you gave me nothing but those two options i'm like oh, just give me japanese television because at least i don't have to deal with the negative shit that's on american television the constant shit talking of you know uh biden or trump or the constant shit talking of uh our politics and stuff like that it's just terrible okay that's the thing that i hate about american uh television it's just it's you turn on the news it's just nothing but debates that's like the last thing I want to watch when I'm trying to be entertained. I'm not trying to be angry when I'm trying to be entertained. I'm trying to be happy or entertained while, you know, being entertained. Woohoo. Who would have thought? So, I guess in a way, if you do want to escape from, I guess, a lot of negative, then you could probably go watch somebody scream umai or oishi. Uh, when eating steak and stuff like that. While at the same time trying to read. All the fucking text. That's on the screen. And all four quarters of the of the television screen. That's also not including the middle ground. And stuff like that. So yeah. Um, I think as well. I also forgot to mention this as well. Because. I actually used to watch Japanese television. Well, I don't want to say I used to watch Japanese television. But there was a Japanese television program. Here in America, back then, the good old 2000s on the old G4 network, which, by the way, is returning, thankfully. But they uh, they used to air Japanese Ninja Warrior with English subtitles. Like, it was dubbed in Japanese, and it was uh, 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 Mount Midoriyama. Oh, my God. If anybody remembers the good old 2000s, and if they were uh, a gamer or a anime fan at the time... They were probably on that shit. And I was. I was all over Mount Midoriyama Ninja Warrior. Oh my god. I'm so happy that um a lot of those episodes are on YouTube. Uh if you type in Ninja Warrior Sasuge, I think that's what it's called, you'll find a whole slew of the the good old G4 shows and stuff like that that I used to watch. It was my kind of fucking shit back then. Because it was just so much fun. Like, yes, as a kid, I didn't understand what they were saying, but I had the English subtitles. And then I watched it back. I watched it back. It's like the commentator was just poking fun, positive fun and stuff like that. Uh, and having like that kind of banter and stuff like that with the with their, the contestants that would fail and stuff like that. It was so amazing. I love it. Um, if anybody has watched that show before, uh, and haven't watched it in a long time, do so. Because, my God, that is such... That is probably the greatest show I've ever seen. And it's from, ja technically, Japanese television because it was all Japanese. The only thing that was English about it was the subtitles. And uh, every so often, there would be a recap shown in English. But it was, like, very, very few far between. So you would kind of think you're watching Japanese television. Which I kind of thought was pretty cool. So I guess I got my interest in Japanese television way back yonder. Like 15 years ago. Um, 
But um, pretty much, I want to end this episode off a little. Uh, in, I'm going to end this episode off here, but I just want to answer this one last question. Was it worth getting Japanese television? Or at least was it worth my time and money? I want to say for as much money as I spent, I would say yes. One, I got to watch the first part of uh, EuroCap Season 2 um, while it was airing in Japan. So I get to react to it just as much as uh, any other Japanese person would have. Um, I, can I understand it? A little bit, but also not. At the same time, probably like 80% of the, the episode I couldn't understand. I had to wait till I had to watch it an hour later with English subtitles. But hey, I it's the experience that counts, okay? Like, <laughs> I could have probably done something better with my time at the same time. I The experience was fun. I'll say it that much. I really wasn't trying to be all like, oh, I'm going to be super serious with trying to watch Japanese television and go all like critiquing it and stuff like that very harshly. Because I knew that if I wasn't going to understand it, I'm not going to be able to be all like, well, this channel's like, you know what I mean? Like, critique it harshly. I really can't. Because I just can't understand it as well as any other person would. And obviously, if I was entertained, I feel like it was well worth it. And, yeah. I would say that it was pretty well worth the... Yeah, at the same time, you know, maybe some other people who are listening to this probably wouldn't find... Spending a hundred bucks for either um, six or twelve months. I'll quickly look that up real quick. They probably don't want to say like, um, you know, it's well, it's worth their time and worth their money or blah 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 blah. But you know, like I said, for um, <clears throat> for me, I loved it. Okay. Um, let me look this up real quick. Do 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 do. Yeah, six months is 149 bucks. So if you're looking for a year, you're getting like 240 bucks. Okay, I, I figured so. I figured so. But yes. Um. Anyways, yes, it was well worth it. I mean, at least for me, 200 bucks for. Okay, so l at least where I work at, 240 bucks for a year. That's one of. That's no. That's not one of my paychecks. That's about half of my pay of one paycheck. So if I wanted to watch Japanese television for one year. I could easily just be all like, eh, let me fork over half of my paycheck or some similar to that. Which is, you know, if I'm saving up for a trip to Japan, I probably shouldn't do that. Because that's a huge chunk of money. At the same time, considering I'm not going to be able to go visit Japan till summer, if not fall. Depending on how this... I, I'm going to jinx it when I say this, but the virus situation, at least here in America, has gotten just a tad bit better. But I don't want to say I'll be able to go to Japan in June or May or June. I, I don't think so. If I can, I'll have to make it very, very quick and for preparations and stuff like that. Because I like to prepare... A couple months ahead of time. But it is only February, so maybe something will change. Something may happen over the course of a few weeks that could change how my year goes. Who the absolute hell knows? 2021 is already crazier than 2020. I, uh, for a lot of reasons. So, I'll answer, the, uh, I'll answer it for me and then I'll answer it for everybody else. Uh, real quick. Was it worth it? For me, yes. But to anybody out there who probably... Doesn't have 249 bucks 
under their belt to watch it for a year. Uh, it the, I don't know. Maybe. If what I talked about today kind of intrigues you, like I said, you don't have to go 240 bucks. You could probably get like a like a couple days of it, uh, at least for the 98 channels that I had, so you could experience the same shit I did. Um, if you look up the same program, I think they all kind of vary in prices, but the one I had had a 98, or excuse me, 98 channels for, um, for, uh, how much was it again? <laughs> I forgot. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like I said, that's just your, that's your call, not mine. Um, but I do want to appreciate everybody who's stuck, stuck around with watching the Japanaholic podcast so far. We're a couple weeks away from hitting the one year anniversary, and I don't know if I have anything special planned, I guess, because of the fact that it's going to be on a, uh, on a week where I have to talk about top anime news of this month, which so far there really hasn't been much, but it's only been a couple days, so I'll let it slide for now. Well, thank you all so much for tuning into this week's episode of Japanaholic Podcast. I've been Taylor, the certified Japanaholic, and I am signing off, and I'll see you next week to do it all over again. Good night. I make sure that I have the right microphone selected for this. I hate myself. <laughs>